to a live edition of the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Kraus. Hello. We are here for another live Q&A for the month. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Uh, I see you were asking a lot of questions. That's good, <laughs> because we have a lot of answers, or at least maybe Ian does, I hope. Well, I will give answers. Whether or not you're satisfied with them is... <laughs> we make no guarantees that you will like the answers we give you. We will the answer answers them. answers will be given. Yes. <laughs> uh, big thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com backslash Bumblecast, whose continued support prompts these end-of-the-month shows. Also, big shout-out to our uh, supporters on the YouTube channel and Kofi.com backslash Bumblecast. Uh-huh. I would be remiss to not give a big thank you to Jennifer R. and Professor Rye, who are both volunteering to help manage the questions and make this somewhat of a controlled bit of chaos. <laughs> Keep that tempest inside the teapot. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to both of them. Uh, quick review on how this works. You type into the chat there at BKQA to get your question put in the queue. Please wait to ask a new question until after your initial one has been answered because we, we can't get through all of them at once, but we will try to get one from everybody and asking one at a time will help us do that. Uh, priority will go to super chats of any denomination, but we will cut them off at a point so that the regular folks, the standard questions will have a chance to get answered. And at, with that, I guess we're just going to tear into these as fast and as hard as we can, like a ravenous wolverine. <laughs> There's also one thing I wanted to ask you before we get started. Um, oh, right. okay. questions, about, questions about Sonic Origins, yes or no? It's out. Yes. So I will answer what I think I can safely, but there's probably a lot that I still can't get into or just don't know about. Okay, cool. Alrighty then. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into some questions because we got a lot. Starting off with one from Jetsy Rose. I must know what would Shadow say if he was caught applying red eyeliner? Do an impression, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have the ultimate contour control. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, men can wear makeup. You gonna pick a fight with Shadow? No, I would. <laughs> My guess. Yeah, what guess. do you want in your tombstone? I'm not gonna screw with that guy. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Here's a question from S Shining. Uh, Sonic Team, including Shadow, Silver, Blaze, Amy, Eggman, etc., watch Dragon Ball, including GT and Super. Who would be their favorite character, moment, and saga for each? Uh, we're not going to go through the entire Sonic cast because we only have two hours. Uh, <laughs> Sonic would find a lot to uh, go on with Goku. I I know that sounds like a cop-out, but they're both adventurous. They both enjoy a good challenge. They're both a little quick on the draw. They both enjoy furthering themselves. They never say die. You know, it makes sense. Um, Tails would feel uncomfortably similar to Krillin, but really admire Bulma's inventive skill. Uh, I feel like he and Amy would both kind of geek out over Bulma, the inventive <laughs> side, the adventurous side, putting up with all the crap that comes from the Z fighters. Um, <laughs> Eggman would enjoy Dr. Giroux, but kind of mock his short sightedness because he would never let his creations get out of control like that. <laughs> <clears throat> mm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course not. Never ever would he do that. <laughs> Let's move on to this next question then from Darker. In Sonic 06, Blaze asks Silver to use Chaos Control, and he was about to do it, but he had no Emerald. Does that mean Silver can use Chaos abilities without Emeralds, like Shadow? Uh, I'd have to review the scene for the context, but I don't think so. Um, maybe that was a mistranslation, because 06 is kind of rife with those, mm-hmm. or missing context. But uh, no, as far as I'm aware, Silver's only innate abilities is Psychokinesis. Yes. And we got a question here from Pan Dolce. We know Starline just corrects whoever calls him a duck, but what would he do if Eggman started calling him a duck despite being aware of his species? He would still correct it, but in the most passive way possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get out of here, you miserable duck platypus. Sir. Anyway, yes, sir, out of the way. <laughs> typical. Typical. What a simp. Yeah, there, there'd be little <laughs> passive-aggressive post-it notes around the egg lab. Uh-huh. Platypus. Noun. <laughs> a monotreme. A mammal with a duck-like face. Easily confused with a duck, but not a duck. You know, pictures of ducks <laughs> next to platypides. <laughs> a monotreme. So there's there's one time he calls him, Eggman calls him an, an echidna, just to really <laughs> dig it in. Monotree, huh? Yes, yes, you're not a duck, you're a monorail or whatever. That's progress, <laughs> thank <you>. Amazing. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and switch over into some Super Chats for a bit. We got one here from, starting off with one from the Feral Marshmallow. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like <laughs> well, that handle. It is a good one. Will you be selling IDW issue 50 signed on your store when it comes out? I absolutely have to get one. Also, which cover will it be? I'm partial to the uh, Adam Bryce Thomas cover myself. I expect to have a stock, but I don't know when that will come in. So if you are really itching for Sonic 50, do not wait on me. I want you to get the book that you want. I want you to enjoy yourselves. I do not want you to dodge spoilers for weeks on end. So please do not wait on me. Get yourself the book and enjoy it. I believe I will be getting at least one of each cover. I'm not 100% sure, and they will be in limited stock. So follow me on Twitter, uh, follow my website, because as soon as those things go live, I will announce it, but they will probably go very fast. Huh. Alrighty then. Well, let's get into one here. A super chat from Duel Master. Thank you. How would you write a classic Sonic Kid Goku story, and what would their dynamic be? Ooh. See, I'm not super, super familiar with Dragon Ball. I was introduced with Z, and I personally found it a little hard to go back to the slower, lighter pace of Dragon Ball, but that's my damage. That's not anything really against the series itself. But uh, that would probably work really easy, arguably better than Z and modern Sonic, since the power levels are much more reasonable in Dragon Ball, and it's a lot more lighthearted. So you could have young Gohan nah, did it, young <laughs> Goku and classic Sonic, you know, get into all sorts of antics and then something actually terrible happens and they kick his ass. So uh, maybe it's just because of the next movies coming up with such a big focus on the Red Ribbon Army. But I I'm inclined to say have them tear through like some unknown general in the Red Ribbon or Eggman Alliance with the Red Ribbon Army. There you go. <laughs> tries to take it over make it the egg ribbon army sure i i don't know 
I don't know anything about Dragon Ball. <laughs> Especially not the original Dragon Ball or GT or anything outside of what we watched of Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> That's it, pretty much. <laughs> oh, well. Here's a question from Supersonic Fan as a Super Chad. Thank you. How would Rough and Tumble do if they competed together on the Bro Down Showdown game show from Sonic Boom? How well do they know each other? They would be frighteningly good. <laughs> like, undefeated. Record time answers. Like, it's the one thing they would be competent at. Yep. And then they'd fight over the prize money or whatever the reward was because, you know, they each think that they totally earned it. They totally carried this team, despite the fact that, you know, it's about knowing each other. Mm-hmm. And then they had to completely wreck the set and destroy everything, and it would be yep, hilarious. Yep, 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 yep. yep. All right, here's a, a question from Chaos Sonic 1. Super chat, thank you. Question, have you seen Getter Robo? Is it, it is interesting. I have not. Um, my experience with Getter Robo goes so far as when I see it, it looks familiar. It's like, eh, I've seen that thing before, but yep. yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it looks Sorry. familiar, but no, I've never ever seen it. Add it to the list of things to watch and catch up on. Of course. Oh, that's a big list. Mm-hmm. And it continues to grow. Oh, well. Just to give everyone a fame of reference, I didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home until like two weeks ago. That's how far behind I am on my media consumption. So, uh, well, I, didn't, <sighs> I didn't see it that long ago either, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> eh. oh, well. Uh, Scurvy Pirate Hog. As a super chat question, thank you. So chaos is a mutated shell, right? So what if cheese mutated into another chaos? Perfect cheese, him and cream locked in the master emerald. Perfect cheese. <laughs> uh oh, you broke it. I'm just imagining. Now I'm just imagining gigantic, snarling, perfect chaos, but with his yeedy beedy bow tie. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Whether or not it's actually attached to the throat or if it's just floating around in the <laughs> goo inside. <clears throat> also, you know, cheese, get him. <laughs> Laser goes up through the city. Uh, <laughs> although to give a serious answer, I think the question more is, when did chaos become chaos? Did he hatch? as a mutant chow and just, you know, gain that kind of power is he the result of multiple reincarnation cycles. When did he go from chow to chaos? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the, what's the evolutionary steps that got, got him there? If any, <laughs> could be interesting. All right. And we got one last super chat from JJ slider before we switch back to some standard questions. Thank you, JJ. Uh, Superforms have time traveled to beat foes. When did they get to time versus Time Eater and Solaris? But aren't shown using Chaos Control or past slash future posts. Is this done with pure speed or a mystery inherent to time travel skill? I think I missed the central part of the question. Basically, how do Superforms time travel? Because they're not shown using Chaos Control or past or past slash future posts, like in Sonic CD My... and stuff. <sighs> They haven't time traveled though. They have I mean, time traveled fighting... to beat foes. Like when to the end of time versus Time Eater and then Solaris. I, I well, mean... that's because time. 
Time Eater had destroyed time. There was no concept of time. Okay. Their time Eater had not, excuse me, not Time Eater. Solaris had, you know, rendered all points in time the same. Reality was folding in on itself. They just happened to be there to fight it. Same with Time Eater. Time Eater had erased time and created that weird tick-tocky nebulous whatever boss arena first they didn't travel through time they just came to where time eater was right they the superforms don't time travel they're just present when some other force has caused the time shenanigans mm-hmm. okay that makes sense does uh, it i mean whatever <laughs> <laughs> sonic man nothing makes sense <laughs> Uh, switching back to some standard questions for a bit here's one from Marshall H I'm sorry if it's been asked before but it doesn't pop up recently so here goes if you had the chance to write a script for either the next Mega Man or Mega Man X game what would you pitch I do feel like we touched on this recently but we have had so many uh, standard I, questions I mean, in the we, chamber I, I know we we've talked about so per month. like what you would do with a comic I think but not, not necessarily a game I don't know No. okay well classic I'm sorely tempted to tie a bow on classic mm-hmm. to resolve it and set up the transition to X. Um, I don't want to do that insofar as it means that's kind of the end and you can't have fun, just classic Mega Man adventures afterwards. Cause you're done. You've reached the end of the story, but I kind of feel like the longer you draw it out, the more, problems you potentially rise and i'm not saying that it's really concrete between classic and x it's not mm-hmm. but it's kind of like okay well we know this has to wrap up eventually what are we doing with like with between the tease of zero in the arcade fighter and the robo ends of being very clearly a precursor to the maverick virus and i think evil energy is probably in the mix there too mm-hmm it feels like all the pieces are on the board. So why don't we just do it? As for X that I decidedly want to tie a bow on. Like I would love to do an X story that finishes off that era and sets up into the elf wars. Um, Give X uh, some kind of closure, give zero the closure where he recognizes what he was meant to be as a wily weapon and rejecting that. And give Axel the biggest W because he look. It seems pretty clear he's been infected by Sigma at the end of was it X eight was the last one? I think so. Uh, yes, yes, X eight was the last one. Sorry, yes, good. Yes, you were right. It's pretty clear Axel is the one is supposed to be the new vessel for Sigma. So I say have his campaign be the search for a cure or a way to fight it off, and when you get the good ending, he kills Sigma. He ends the Sigma strain. He becomes the hero that he's always wanted to be, and he just finishes it. And probably have X and Zero do something similar so that they're not you know useless in their own title. But mm-hmm. you know, finally delete Sigma. Just be done with it, and plant the seeds for the Elf Wars, and be done with X. And then shoot after that. I'd love to see an Elf Wars game or two. Yeah, I don't know something like that. Mega Man. It's almost as convoluted as Sonic. Almost. <laughs> I'd argue worse, but 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 good point. Uh, here's a question from Rez. Was the Super Genesis Wave rewriting the entire universe of Mega Man and Sonic or only the planet? Since the Genesis Wave apparently only rewrote Mobius and not the universe. Super Genesis Wave rewrote all of Sonic's universe to get us out of any potential legal sticky areas. Mega Man is perfectly safe, so his universe wasn't touched. Yes, he got lucky. Here's a question from Jeffrey St. John. So, Sonic Origins finally released this week. If you guys, including Jen and Rai, have played the game, are you enjoying it? And are there things in the compilation you like or dislike? I haven't had a chance to sit down and play it yet. I want to. I've got it. I just haven't been able to get to it yet. Well, your name's in the credits on it, so... I know. Danger. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a little scary for some people, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no point in being afraid of the inevitable. <laughs> you are inevitable. <laughs> I am it's inevitable. It's true. It's true. You keep going. It just keeps happening. All right. Um I have not played it, but I've been looking a lot at it, and I'm like, hmm, a little rough. It's a little rough. It was weirdly rushed. Why did they rush it? What is going on? There's a lot of problems with it, but I mean, I like the idea behind it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait. Hopefully they do like a patch or two or five <laughs> and uh, clean things up a little bit. Uh, so... And uh, I don't know, Jen has not played it either, so because we don't we don't have it, we do not own it yet, but maybe someday. Here's a question from Happy Times: What would the Moebius version of Archie Eggman's pre-reboot family be like? Snively, Hope, his brother Colin. <laughs> All right, so regular Snively is a backstabbing, self-serving, Weasley little worm of a man dreams big but doesn't have the spine to back it up he's very he is he does a lot of sniveling he, uh -huh. he lives up to his name aptly so yes <laughs> so he would actually be dr kentabor's best ally in this crazy world he would be heroic he would be tireless he would be selfless he would be arguably the better doctor of the two of them but he's too humble to really admit it mm -hmm. uh hope was generally just a nice girl you know she had uh, a lot of tenacity she, a lot of stuff got thrown her way and she kept rolling with it so i guess her anti-counterpart would be just bitter you know glass half empty always tearing others down because she can't build herself up just a miserable little runt of a nit mm -hmm. and colin she's Number one, he, the original column would have to have a personality. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of just your generic strong male figure. So make him a mean guy, I guess. I, there's not a lot of clay to mold with that one. Hmm. Well, then, here's a question from Solatius R. Solitus R. Sorry, I probably completely butchered that the first time. Might have even butchered it the second time. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy battles in shonen manga that last for multiple chapters. 
Comics have different limits, but could you manage to make a single elaborate fight divided through like two or three chapters? That's long. In in the way that Western comics are done, I don't think so. Because part of the reason why the shonen uh, the shonen style fights work as well as they do is it comes out in a weekly or bi-weekly fashion. So you're not waiting that long between installments and you have the ability to enjoy the fight, to languish in it, to give it multiple layers with a Western style comic. It's a month between fights. And that would mean devoting, you know, probably, I don't know, two or three months out of the year just for the conflict. Whereas your shonen fights are going to go weekly. So you miss out on a month of story, not, not miss out, but you know, you're the pacing is completely different. So I, I don't think it would, Oh, it would be lovely to be sure. I I'm right there with you. I love the way that some of the shonen fights have their own chapters and their own flow and their own narrative in terms of how the pacing goes, you know, it's not just these two characters fight, but it's like they reach this point in the battle and then they reach that point in the battle. And then there's a turn and it's reached that point in the battle. It's really engaging. I just don't think we can work with the way comics are done here. Hmm. Woo wee. We're up to 94 questions in the standard queue. So, (laughs) (laughs) and wow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's let Jed get caught up a little bit and uh, jump over into some super chats for a bit. Shall we? Here's one from 120 Mask. Thank you. If Shadow gained the world's rings, would... If Shadow gained the world rings, would his red marks change color too? Or is Black Doom's DNA so strong it would overpower it? Or did Azuka say only male hedgehogs that are blue can use that form? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that is a good question. Because when Sonic went dark spine, he gained markings. So I would think that would mean a dark spine shadow could have different markings as well. But this is also assuming that dark spine shadow is getting the same rings as Sonic did, which I think would make enough sense in terms of the context of the story and the rings that Sonic got. But I think it stands to reason. Yeah, that the markings could change. Yeah, sure. Why not? Bleeding Thumbs 97 is here with a super chat. Thank you. I always found it interesting that the only canon mother in Sonic is a single mom. Any clue where Cream's MIA dad might be? No clue. I This is not official at all. But I think he's just not included so they don't overburden the extended, extended cast. Mm-hmm. But it does beg the question. <laughs> Who is Cream's daddy and what does he do? <laughs> We'll never know. We will never know. Metamode is here with a super chat question. Thank you very much. In issue 36, Rouge seemed very eager to get the heck out of Dodge once Cream spilled the beans. Vanilla didn't look too bothered, though. Is she the calm fury type? Her and Amy looked way too scared. Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's a degree of mother anger that you just feel. <laughs> it's not heard. It's not seen. You just feel that. Just know what's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a question from Stephen A. What's a franchise you think needs more love? 
Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> I mean, the franchise of one game. It is going to say <laughs> it, is only, it is only one game. Uh, uh, I'd like to see Ristar return. Ristar, however you pronounce it. Ristar, it, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to say two games for that one because the Game Gear game had a different stage and boss in it. So yeah, maybe. Uh, that's different enough. Kinda. Yeah. Knights <laughs> mm. um, is a good one, I think. Yeah. It's been. It's had some sequels, but it's always kind of felt like a second class sega franchise overall then again most of sega's franchises are kind of left to die <laughs> yeah i mean rate. i wouldn't mind seeing a i mean a new golden axe a new streets of rage would be neat Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah an actual proper golden axe instead of just that one level demo thing that threw the devs of it under the bus hey, go, uh... with golden axed <laughs> And frankly, I'm not going to go on to this long, angry, super nerdy tangent, but I wish to God we'd get a Star Fox that was just mm. in the mold of 64. But not no. a remake of the original again. <laughs> no, no, no reboots. Ex- no, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let's expand. Do it. Let's expand on the universe. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's it's too much. <laughs> we, we've we've gotten too far. We've It's too much. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, we got a super chat here from Speedweed. Thank you. All right, a little bit of a wild one. Surgeon Kit versus Samus. Maybe even Dark Samus gets thrown in the mix. What would you want to see out of it? Explosions. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I, I want to see. I want to see everybody's powers, you know, fully displayed. <laughs> and as terrifying as Surgeon Kit are at maximum. You know, watching Samus tear them apart would be great. So is Samus, though, to be fair. <laughs> she is uh, she is a force of nature at full power. There was a chat in a uh, work-related Discord the other day, and somebody set, brought, just dropped the idea in everybody's lap. A Samus, a, a Metroid cartoon by Gindy Tarkovsky. Hmm. And it's like, yes, that's perfect. That is exactly what this universe needs. Why do we not have this? Because if anybody could capture the pacing and the eeriness and the cinematic way of telling Asama's story, it would be him. Okay, okay. Oh. I, I'd be like, wait a minute. Who? Who is that? Okay, Samurai Jack. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, yeah. I like it. It's a great idea. Call up Nintendo. All right, here's one from Daventhal. As the head writer of a comic, uh, do you get to decide what is portrayed on the cover? If not, who does? That's editorial. Uh, sometimes I get to suggest an idea, and if I have a particular idea in mind, I'll fire it off to the editors and say, hey, I think this would be neat. I hope you agree. But I don't have any say in the end yep okay and fine that's not my job (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna take the uh we're gonna do one more super chat and then we'll switch back over to some standard questions uh this one comes to us from solara stain thank you very much as a novice writer how can i make mooks into a threat that complements their faction without making them feel like cannon fodder Ooh. um it kind of depends on the power level of your protagonist. 
like if you've got something very street level, your daredevil, your Batman type of thing, your mooks should be able to get a hit in on them. They should be able to coordinate. They ought to be able to at least hold their own. Like they would be a legitimate threat to your average person on the street. Show them, show them as an actual threat to the status quo. You know, show what they can do and why they are a hazard so that when your hero comes in to pick them apart, your hero is either shown as the superior force or if the mooks manage to hold their own briefly, you understand the dangers that the hero is uh, putting themselves into for the sake of the greater good. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we're going to switch back into the standard questions, but uh, I do want to announce that... uh, we already have over a hundred and like a hundred and four questions, uh, just waiting on the standard side. So we're going to go ahead and uh, cut those off for now. Sorry, folks, if you uh, didn't get your question in before before now, but uh, we already have a lot. So we're going to do our best to get through what we have today. And uh, you know, if you have any other questions, you know. Leave them in the comments, email us at uh, contact at mumblecast.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter or there's also Kofi or you can also do super chats. We're still taking super chats and that will uh, continue on for probably at least another hour. So, all right, let's jump in with a question from Clara V. When Eggman read that Dark and Light Gaia do a world cosmology rebirth, was it referring to the Earth only or to the entire multiverse? I'm assuming just the planet. All right. Here's a question from Blue Dragon. When the multiverse was rewritten, it stated it was it stated it was the result of Sonic's chaos control combined with the Super Genesis wave. Is this true or was it only Sonic's doing? Well, insofar as Supersonic was trying to fix things and the Super Genesis wave reacted with it. Eggman kind of interrupted the process, so what was supposed to be a fix one way or the other got muddled and therefore reboot. Mm-hmm. And here's a question from Stephen A. Do you guys like loop on the third? And if so, which ones do you like? That one has been on the list of things I need to watch for a while now. <laughs> I like the third what little I've seen. What, what little I've seen is very charming, but yeah. I have not seen enough to have like an informed opinion. Yeah. I have not seen very much of it either. I think I've only seen like one, of the movies and this was like decades ago at this point <laughs> so i like the third though the third one because he's lupon the third is, th- is, is yeah. that what it means is that what that means i don't know i get the joke i don't know what that means <sighs> do you get the joke ian i don't know should i drive I, it I into the, the joke should i drive it into the ground even harder no 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 you're gonna cause a tectonic shift if you do that okay well <laughs> good because i like the third Here's a question from Kater Station. Uh, there's a theory around saying that Tom Wachowski's father shot Maria, and in a deleted scene for Sonic Movie 2, he looks almost identical to Ian Flynn. Ian, why did you, or Ian, did you shoot Maria? Wait, back up. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, um, yeah, spoiler alert. There's a deleted scene that Tom Wachowski, <laughs> and Tom Wachowski's dad is in a deleted scene, and he looks like Ian. <laughs> What? Really? <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. 
<laughs> Strange. I, I want to see this scene now. I I am curious. I am very curious. I'm uh, very curious. If if this if those dots do connect, and I am somehow applied to the reason my shadow has angst, I'm gonna find that hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be freaking funny. I I don't think so. I think this is a lot of coincidence, but still, that's that's funny. <laughs> All right, we got one from Scruffy Matt. Metal Sonic meets Metal Ian. What happens next? Uh, some very robotic dialogue from Metal Ian until he gets shredded into confetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Metal Ian is not... Uh, Metal Ian is a very uh, rickety creature who was uh, not built with the uh, most... The, the most... The latest technology, let's say. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, he his only not offensive last. capabilities are four letter words. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. And here's one from Vlad C. No money memes aside. I'm surprised we haven't seen a real deep cut mentions of big and small Louie vectors, creditors from free riders. Is this something we can see referenced in the future? I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so, because I actually want to see Big and Small Louie now. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Although I honestly wonder if Free Riders is still considered part of the lineup, considering just how fringe and abysmal it was. I mean, you didn't even remember it enough to, for it to be in the Encyclopedia. <laughs> Yeah, I still don't remember if that was an oversight. Okay, like here's the thing: uh-huh. if I did actually overlook it, Sega didn't think to correct that and put it in. So, and they did, you know, add some games to the big chronology at the end. So, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. <laughs> and we got a question here from Metal Skulkbane. If Archie Eggman went Humpty Dumpty and his generals reenacted Game of Thrones, who would sit on the Egg Throne? Reboot and preboot Origins. Uh, Iron Queen is still in jail. Ah, uh, jeez. Ah, oh, God. Who was who was even active pre-reboot in terms of sub-generals? Was there anybody? It's been so long, I don't remember. I, I don't... Uh, what is it? Um, Leon Da? <laughs> Yeah, I guess she would pull a Cersei and go for the throne first and foremost. And I'm glad Kragox dead because that would be very awkward parallels. Post reboot, um, probably Thunderbolt would fight everyone off the throne, not for herself, because she just didn't want anybody replacing Eggman. You can't have the throne. If he can't have it, no one can. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wendy would probably go for it. I don't know if Ma would. He'd probably kind of just pull a little finger and hang back to see who came out on top and go from there. Ocklet, I don't think we'll want to bother with an entire... Uh... Oh, wait, no. Ocklet was pre-reboot, wasn't he? I don't freaking remember shoot man conquering storm did you mention her she would probably go for it insofar as just to raise her own clan status mm-hmm. 
Like she doesn't really aspire to rule the world, but it would be a power grab that would raise her people up and therefore she'd go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle Cuckoo. Yeah, he's a conqueror. He'd go for it. But like, geez, I forget. Because did we have the full set pre and post? I'm I'm sorry, it's been so long I'm since being, I've had to go. I'm being told killer. I'm being told killer whale was in both. Aklet was in both. Okay, right, because he was the whale. He was the actual whale post reboot. That was the joke. No, 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 because he got mobilized, mobilized the second time. Right, man. Yeah, and there was a nerb sub boss. <laughs> Yeah, he would definitely make a power grab with that bell steam shovel arm of his. Uncle Bo, Drago, Drago Wolf. I don't know, man. <laughs> Drago would go for it, but he'd be dead within the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> Mordred Hood, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Tundra. I, I don't know, man. There's so many of these guys. <laughs> All right, let's not get bugged out with these questions so much. <laughs> Here's a question from Shonen Boys. Hey, and Kyle, how would you describe Mega Man and Proto Man's dynamic compared to X and Zero? Would Zero be more of an open Big Brother figure for X, like in the games, if the X comics existed? I, where I eventually wanted uh, Blues and Rock to end up was there was an understood kinship that they did care for each other, but there was an estrangement. Yeah. More on blues is in that. He really just couldn't bring himself to reconcile to a degree, but rock would understand that and give him his space kind of like, you know, I know that you have your issues. I'm always going to be here when you get over them until then, you know, you do you, I miss you. I wish you'd come home, but I'm not going to force the issue. Yeah. For X and zero. I, I don't see it as a brotherly thing. It's more of a mentor role. Sort of. Especially early on. Like X, X1 especially is Zero's the badass. And X, depending on which continuity you go with, I prefer the original pass where he had just joined the Hunters out of desperation because Sigma had gone rogue. Yeah. He's not a fighter. He is not trained for any of this. He's not prepared. He just grabbed a buster and tried to do his best, and then Vile handed him his blue ass. So, uh, eventually, it would become a kind of comrade in arms type of thing. They've been through hell and back. There is a mutual trust there that's been built over multiple harrowing adventures. And not going to lie, from what I remember of some of the scenes, it's like, are you sure they weren't trying to pitch a shipping angle on these two? Because <laughs> some of those anguished cries, some of that clutching each other kind of close. I mean, I understand there's, you know, a manly bond, but <laughs> uh, sometimes it doesn't even feel like subtext. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, why can't that be manly? It can, it can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, here's a question from Yes. You said absorbing emeralds after already absorbing seven emeralds doesn't mean much, but does that mean there's no boost or a little boost? <sighs> Are there more than seven uh, emeralds? I don't know. At this point, it's up in I the air. I don't remember the context of the original quote, but... I think the underpinning idea is once you have unlimited power, adding more unlimited power doesn't really do anything for you. 
That's why hypersonic like, is no different other than being like all flashing colors. <laughs> well, I mean, you get the full screen flash. I feel like there is a distinction between. Okay, you do get that. Yeah, there is the but, screen clear. But it is it is more of like a little boost. It's very it's small. It's not as huge a difference as super from normal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's jump over into some super chats for a bit and jump into this one from Chaos Sonic 1. Since the Yago clan are bats, was Rouge part of that clan? Was SBO also part of the Shinobi clan? Uh, the theory she's relate. The theory is she's related to the Bride of Rich Knights. No, Rouge is a completely different species of bat. The Yagyu bats are, you can look at them, they have wings coming out of their arms and hers are coming out of her shoulder. She's not related to the Yagyu clan at all. But yeah, SBO was pretty clearly the son of Constant Vigil. We, we weren't really coy with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Here's a question. Super chat from Scurvy Pirate Hog. Thank you. What if Bella Tinkerer met Eggman's anti-Mobius counterpart, uh, Dr. Ivo Kintobor? She'd like him. He's pleasant enough, easy to work with, but he's no Mr. Tinker. And here's a super chat from Supersonic Fan. Thank you. How would IDW Sonic get along with Movie Sonic? I think we touched on this in a previous episode. I think we we really recently. Yeah, we've talked about uh, we talked about how like classic Sonic and IDW Sonic and Boom Sonic and Movie Sonic would all get along. I think, but I feel like uh, uh, IDW Sonic slash Modern Sonic would take on kind of a big brotherly role to Movie Sonic. Yeah, I think we did say that like a mentor sort of role. Yeah, I mean, they. I think technically they're the same age, but Modern Sonic. has seen more action he is more experienced Mm -hmm. and he is a little more i dare say it mature so i I could see him taking on that mentor role Mm -hmm. definitely and we got one here another one from chaos sonic one just to make sure did any of you jen and Aaliyah included watch inuyasha to me it is what introduced me to adult anime I don't know if Aaliyah has. I've seen like two episodes, maybe. That's probably about as much as I saw too, as as a kid watching uh, Adult Swim. But yeah, that was decades ago. It's, I mean, it's it's not. Apparently, people are questioning it being an adult anime. Well, it was on Adult Swim, so I guess. I guess I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I don't think, Jen, have you seen Inuyasha? She says no. (laughs) Uh, Are you there, Ian? Yep. Okay. And we got one here from Omega Watt. Just wanted to ask, because I've heard different things in different places. Is your involvement with IDW ending or being put on hold after issue 50? No, it's just Evan is lead writer, so she's writing the series. Mm, but you're still there, lurking. Yeah, I'm still there. I mean, we're we're already plotting what comes on after after that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm you, I'm still with IDW Sonic. You're you're lurking in the shadows, always watching, waiting, biding your time. You're always there. Right behind you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
that's the thing with Sonic. Ian is always just off, just off screen, pulling the strings. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question from JJ Slider. In the TE fight, Tail says the Sonics were in a different dimension, but the arena seems the same before and after the fight starts. Are the Sonics in a parallel universe or going through the time stream? Hence, random level items. I don't know. TE fight. Time eater. I'm a time eater. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know, man. That, that's weird. There's weird things going on. It's it's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey nonsense. That's what it is. <laughs> Thigh meter. <laughs> and we got a super chat from Sarcasmus. Thank you. Without going into detail, can you elaborate on the characters allowed to you by Sega? Is the cast something forces or otherwise? What kind of flexibility did they allow for characterization? I, to the best of my knowledge, we have the modern cast at our disposal. Um, that means anyone who's shown up in a modern game from adventure onward that isn't like canonically dead. And even then, there might be some room for debate because honestly, what happened to Tikal and Chaos at the end? Mm-hmm. Post that, post that one on Twitter, and enjoy your replies for the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, characterization needs to be on point with what the current branding of the characters are. Um, you know that it's pretty self evident. Um, and I, I want to rewind real quick because I feel like that was not a very satisfying answer to the last super chat. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to convey during the time eater fight. And I feel like the whole time travel and alternate dimension stuff that is following around with classic Sonic is confused at this point. It could be the whole alternate dimension thing is because time is the fourth dimension and therefore time travel is technically dimensional travel. I, I don't know is the summation of I it's a mess and I don't know what is being done about it. (laughs) I don't know either. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and switch back over to some standard questions for a bit and uh, get right into it with this one here from Rosie mix. What if only female hedgehogs could turn super? How would this change the events of the classic trilogy or even adventure one? Um, it's a good question since Amy is absent from most of the adventure. I, she would have to, they <laughs> would have to show up or I guess Sonic would have to be female. Sure. Why not? I think that'd be fun too. Um, but I feel like Amy is due. But Amy is, so. yeah. Yes. Like, okay. Sonic one, they didn't really come into play. They weren't really used. They were just gathered by Sonic. Sonic CD is all about the time stones and that, so she's, you know, non-issue. Sonic 2, they don't really come into play until the finale, and that's the good ending. Right. And Sonic Sonic somehow goes super after defeating the Death Egg robot. It, it just happened. I don't know. It's just and cool. Then, uh, that's why. <laughs> so Amy's involvement isn't, like, wouldn't have been crucial a super Amy would not have been crucial to any of the storylines where he gets sticky as Sonic three and knuckles. So like, yeah. I don't know, Sonic gathered the chaos emeralds in Sonic two and hands them off to Amy. And she joins them on the trip to Sonic three and knuckles. I don't know. 
we'd be looking at something like major revision. Yeah. Or I'm thinking too hard about it and you just play through the original Origins set as Amy, you know? Well, why not? Sure. I'm down. Make it happen, somebody. Why isn't she playable in Origins? Huh? Nobody nobody even thought about that, huh? Or maybe they did and they just didn't have time to implement it. Which sounds likely. Here's a question from Cherry Sapphire Cherry. How old are Knack, Bean, and Bark? Bean and Bark were once stated to be 16 and 19. Is this still true? I'm not sure, but I would imagine they're all in that kind of nebulous teen pre-adult range. Yeah, somewhere around there. Honey and Lemon have a question. Has a question. It's I don't know if it's two, two, two separate people or if they are just someone who calls themselves <laughs> Honey and Lemon. <laughs> uh, Tails is Sonic's adopted little brother. But with him having practically raised Tails and being the main figure in his life, could he also be considered his guardian? And do they live together? I mean... Sonic doesn't guardian. really live anywhere, so... <laughs> Guardian seems to imply a degree of responsibility and legal status, and I don't think that really applies. Like, Sonic will look after Tails for sure, but I think that's more in just the capacity of he likes him and they're close. Ain't no and, yeah, law Sonic in really Sonic's world. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and Sonic doesn't really live anywhere, but he does kind of just, like, crash wherever Tails is. It's like, hey, buddy, working on something cool. Can I have your couch? Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Tails hasn't been able to look up from the workbench yet. He's like, what? Oh, Sonic's here. Hey. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, where'd you come from? And we got a question here from Raphael C. Just as Chaos and the Chaos Emeralds are related to each other, could Solaris and the Soul Emeralds be related to from an unknown event? Not only do they share the name, the Latin word for sun, but that could also explain Blaze's presence in Sonic 06. Maybe, but then it begs the question of why is a fire god on Sonic's world tied to the gems of Blaze's dimension? And I, you, there is the theory that after the end of 06, Blaze went to the dimension and basically founded it, but that doesn't jive with other story content. And I'm going to follow back to that time eater answer. I don't know. It's a mess, is what it is. Someone should clean that up. All right. Uh, this one is from Yo. You said before that the Emeralds fusing didn't change their power because infinity times two equals infinity. But lower and higher infinity exist. It should have made them stronger, as the Master Emerald is stronger. I, maybe in mathematical theory, there's a concept of higher and lower infinity. I think that's bunkus. Mm-hmm. And if something is infinite, it has no limitations. Therefore, there can be no higher or lower end because there is no end. That doesn't make any sense. But I'm not going to argue with someone who understands math theory because I struggle with algebra and I am done with math forever and I don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> uh, the Master Emerald itself is not stronger per se. It just has different properties. You know, having a negative charge does not mean it's stronger than a positive charge. You know, a magnet is one end of the magnet is not stronger than the other. It's just different. (laughs) Besides, we all know infinite is mid anyway, at best. Here's one from Winston King. What is your opinion on Minecraft? Oh, I enjoy it. It's, It's a game that 
I can pick up and get obsessed with for like a week and have the huge project ideas and, oh, I'm going to do this and, oh, this is great to explore and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm done. <laughs> like I, I'm done with it for a few months. And then every now and again, that itch will come back. It's like, where was I on that last file? I have no idea. Where am I even on the map? You know, what? I'm just going to start over. Oh, what if I did this? What if I did that? Oh, that great big project is going to be there over there. Oh, this is a great cave. Look at all these resources. And I'm done. Mm-hmm. Still haven't played the Sonic tie-in stuff, which I should get to at some point. But no, it's it's fun. For, I've, I've not gotten into it nearly as deeply as some folks. Like none of the mods... Uh, none of the like functioning calculators and circuit boards people have with, made with redstone. That, whew, that's, that's beyond me. None of the mega structures that people have made in creative mode. And what people have done with it is fascinating. I'm just kind of the, you know, boot up the map and put it on fairly easy mode because I don't want to deal with the creeper on night one. And I have nothing but my wooden pickaxe. And just, you know, dink around and have some fun. And oh, yeah, there was that underwater cave that was making a big aquarium trying to put axolotls in that's what i did last time <laughs> that, that didn't go so well yeah i think minecraft is cool uh i played a little bit of it when it was uh new ish and it's been a long time but uh yeah it's good it's cool i like the appreciate the creative aspect of it and uh it's a great educational tool for sure um but I mean, I played a little bit and I kind of got into it and then I finished my thing that I built into it and I was done. And that's it. I was done. <laughs> I didn't do anything else. I didn't go into the nether or anything like that. I just kind of did a, made a thing and then was like, okay, this thing is done. So <laughs> now I'm done. So, yeah. Aaliyah made this really awesome looking pagoda or uh, not a pagoda. A very incredibly convincing Japanese style multi-story house thing, and mm-hmm. it was really it was really the man the amount of curvature she was able to get out of these you know, right angles was impressive. Um, my desire to actually play through the game properly was killed when you know I actually I didn't want to spoil myself on everything, so I learned I looked up just enough to understand you know what you're supposed to do with the eyes of Ender and. You know, how to get to the nether and all that. And so I, I found the uh, Citadel. I completed the portal. I was decked out in all my finest diamond gear, went through the portal, confronted the Ender Dragon. First thing he did was swat me off into the abyss, and I died, and I woke up back in my village with all my gear gone. It's like, well, <laughs> Oops. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. And... We've got one more, and then I'm going to switch back to Super Chats for a bit. This one from Stacy H. Has it ever been considered to have the Game Cat voice dub an IDW comic? Game Game Cast voice. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, some misspellings on this one. Game Cat. I... Game Cat voice. <laughs> it's like Big the Cat. Ha- oh, okay. Let me finish. Has it ever been considered to have the Game Cast voice slash dub an IDW comic? Would be cool for the 50th issue. And to get canon voices for Surge and Kit and Starline. Your time to shine, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's been any official consideration. I brought it up at one point way back in the day. And it's like, that's a cool idea. Who's going to fund it? 
Yeah. Know, what what is this going to do? Yeah. You know, voice acting costs money. So what is that money going to do? It's like I, I don't know. It'd just be neat. Could, could we do it anyway? No. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what that kind of project would ultimately be, but I would freaking I'd love to see that done. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Um, yeah. Here's one from. All right. I did say we were going to switch over to Super Chat. So we're going to do that. <laughs> I'm, we're still taking Super Chats, by the way. So if you guys have a hole burning in your wallets, uh, you, know, you know what to do. You can throw it our way. We appreciate you. Here's a question. Super Chat from 120 Masked. Thank you very much. If Chaos got his hands on the Super Emeralds, what would he become? Even Perfecter Chaos? Perfect Chaos Pro Max? <laughs> Perfect Chaos M1. Hyper chaos. Hyper chaos. Hyper is above perfect. Even be sure. more perfecter. Well, than... no, I guess I guess not because you go super to hyper, so perfect would have to become superlative chaos. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's a super chat from uh, Dual Masters Hideout. Julie, Sue, and Larley have somewhat been transported onto Angel Island of the main Sonic universe. How would Knuckles react, and what would his relationship be with him, especially with Julie, Sue? Uh, it would be awkward all the way around, because this would be the first time Knuckles is seeing another living echidna. Like, the closest he got were the flashbacks that Tikal showed him, and uh, they don't count. Um, So, he would be wary I'd imagine because where are these echidnas coming from when there haven't been any before, you know, of all the times for him to not be naive and just accept things at face value, this would be the time that he'd be on guard. It's too good to be true. I'm not falling for this. This has to be an Eggman trick. Uh, Julie Sue would be, well, both her and Lorelai, I would imagine would be kind of torn out of the frame that they've lost everything they've ever known. Like, all the society, all the history, all the people that they've known are just gone now. Everything that they've endured is just not there. And that would take some time to get some adjustment. And even the knuckles that they knew is gone. So they don't they can't even find that anchor point. It would take a great deal of adjusting. And I think Lorelei would be the one to do it the most gracefully between the two of them. Julie Sue has a bit of a temper and not the greatest amount of patience. Mm-hmm. So I could see her kind of storming off to just kind of implode for a little bit. But modern knuckles is enough of a straight shooter and, you know, competent enough that he'd be like, all right, well, this is the situation now let's deal with it. Kind of <laughs> nice to have a mom. Didn't know I could have one of those <laughs> and they would eventually acclimatize and settle on the Island. It is, it does beg the question, which Lorelei do we get? Do we get pre-destruction of Echidnopolis or post-destruction of Echidnopolis? Because mm. if, if it's pre-destruction, she's still going to be very used to that cosmopolitan lifestyle. But if it's post, she's gotten used to roughing it in the wild, so she'd be fine. Maybe suggest putting a roof over the Master Emerald. You know, doesn't it rain on you, dear? But Julie Sue might have to, like, set up shop and launch base because she needs an air conditioner for pity's sake. I mean, yeah, it's lovely out here, Knuckles, but can we get some running water? <laughs> what do you need that for? 
<laughs> the water runs down the stream. Go over there. <laughs> I want to bathe. There's the stream. It's cold. And? <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> Wakes you up. <laughs> and here's a question from a super chat from Jeffrey St. John. Thank you. Do any of you two watch the Angry Video Game Nerd? I've recently been watching his videos again. If not, are there any video game YouTubers you do watch? I think I saw his uh, episode on the Jaguar. That's an that's an older Most, one. And mostly, I remember that for you know him having the cat fight the loading screen. <laughs> Yes. That's most of what I remember. Yeah, I remember the Jaguar CD where it looks like a toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he drops chunky chocolate on it. Uh, He's not very mature, you know. <laughs> but no, I've not really seen... I don't know. I Nothing against him because clearly he's he's found an audience and longevity, so good on him. But I'm not really drawn to the YouTube creators who whose programs revolve around outrage and impatience over older stuff because there's enough outrage and I have enough impatience as it is. So I, I, I want something that's, it, it's not my personal cup of tea again, not knocking him. He has his brand. He has his former presentation and it obviously works for him. So more power to him. Mm -hmm. uh, the only like, I mean, honestly, it's pretty, it's pretty mellowed out over time. Even, even now in character, he's still kind of, he's, he's definitely not nearly as just outright angry as he used to be. <laughs> so like, I mean, like, like he still gets, he still gets mad. He's still, calling, he still, he still drops many, many, many a swear, but I don't know, man. It seems, he seems a bit different these days. You know, it's not like he's more restrained or anything. It's more like he's just more, I guess, weary i guess maybe he's just tired <laughs> but i i uh i've been watching avgn since probably since he was pretty much new and uh i still think he's pretty great um like the most recent video just put out was one where um he's playing a wii game where you take care of cats and there's literally a cat litter box scooping mini game in there and it kind of blew his mind <laughs> 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 because it was literally literal turds literal literal poop in a video game <laughs> to say it was about to it was about to make a joke where the uh this game would be this game is less fun than playing with actual cat turds at a litter box but it turns out in the game you actually do that <laughs> and uh yeah that was that was very entertaining so i i still think it's uh i still think it holds up pretty well um his best thing though was board james which is something i've been meaning to go back through where it slowly turns from him uh reviewing and talking about memories of board games and playing board games with other guys and turns and slowly turns into this like horror um basically like a horror movie like over time through multiple episodes it starts to morph into something much much uh deeper and way more gruesome and horrific than uh <laughs> than it, it was intended to be originally and uh it's really well done in that respect 
So um, that's definitely one of the best things he's done. So I would recommend going through uh, through that series. I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, Dream Phone gets real, real wild. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, in terms of video game related YouTube creators that I follow, uh, I guess just some quick shout outs here. Looking at my subscription list, uh, Terminal Montage. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, a bunch of game stuff like, you know, uh, music groups like the Megas Power Glove. Um, family jewels. Mm-hmm. Lots of musicians uh, in video game remixer guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chip and Ironicus. Like the only reason I am a fan of Metal Gear Solid is because of their LPs. Yeah. Eight uh, bit music theory, which is on a level that just completely beyond me, but he has so much fun explaining video game music that I his entertainment yeah with it his love for it is infectious mm-hmm. and toxic toxic eternity um richard eb uh, omega evolution who does a lot of like just boss fights and you know not full lps but spotlight stuff and just the level of abilities shown off in some of the tales of series is like oh that's how you're supposed to play the game mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay uh matt mcmuscles oh yeah he's great jack septicai and yeah yeah that kind of stuff uh i'll just throw a couple out there too um i watch accursed farms who is uh yes thank you ross scott with the uh with freeman's mind the half-life playthrough where you with uh commentary running commentary from gordon freeman himself it's very well done um, let's see. Uh, Barry Crane. Really good. Too. Oh yeah. Game dungeon is fantastic. Super long though. <laughs> in a lot of cases, well, yeah. but I mean, it's justified. He's very entertaining. Um, Barry, Barry Kramer, most known for the, uh, his big old kingdom hearts, um, <laughs> overview, I suppose. <laughs> what is the plot of kingdom hearts? <laughs> it's insane is what it is. <laughs> Oh man, um, Digital Foundry because I'm a big tech nerd. So when they do the do the tech reviews on stuff and see, you know actually do deep dives into how the uh, you know graphics and physics technology and AI and stuff the things they go they go into is pretty cool. And also DF Retro is fantastic. Just I'd love that overview of the classic of classic games like that. They they go into so much so much deep stuff on that one on those on those series it's great um gaming historian is legendary good old norm <laughs> he's uh he's awesome and uh also in that similar vein is uh GTV Japan which is a very uh very cool uh documentary channel uh, mostly covering video games but it's more from a perspective from the uh, Japanese side of things so that's a very uh, fascinating show. So and that's just some of them. So, all right, let's not uh, dilly dally any further and move on to a question here from Mr. Krabs. 
If you have to pick a video game crossover that would fit well with Sonic, what game would it be? For me, it would be Ratchet and Cr- Ratchet and Clank. I was about ready to say Ratchet and Crank. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Um, I feel like they need to cross over with Mario. That that has to happen. It needs to. And I don't mean the Olympic Games. I mean an <laughs> actual, like, honest to goodness action platformer. For pity's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sonic's versatile enough, you could probably find a way to fit him into a lot of stuff. But if he's going to do another major brand crossover, I feel like we just need to have that happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> a, 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 a franchise. Bubsy. Mega Man. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. What the heck? Why haven't we had a Mega Man Sonic crossover game? You do that. I don't know. I'd like to see the Sonic and Bubsy one just for Bubsy to kind of go, Sonic, huh? I heard you had a rough transition to 3D. <laughs> so just kind of stares at him. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Is this the same stare that he's giving Guile when he does a Sonic boom in Worlds yeah. Unite? <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> Sitting there this kind of bewildered him. look of yeah, are you serious or not? I can't tell. Am I insulted or am I just feeling sorry for you? I don't. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm being. I'm seeing a suggestion here for Freedom Planet. I mean, yeah, that kind of yeah. kind of goes without yeah. saying. To be honest with you, because I mean, they originally started as Sonic fan characters. So, yeah, why the heck not? Let's do it. They have similar gameplay styles. They could work in each other's games quite well. Uh, I I think that would be perfect. I like it. Here's a super chat from Meta Mode. Thank you. If Omega was built to guard Shadow and he was the one to capture Shadow in 06's bad future, doesn't that mean Eggman finally made a robot with a decent shot at beating Sonic and but it won't listen to him? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time he finally builds a robot that could take on Sonic, it doesn't want to Destroy Sonic. Because, like... Sucks to suck, Eggman. I don't think he was built to guard Shadow specifically. I think he was built to be the last of the E-100s. But then because the Neo Metal thing was rapidly getting out of control, he stuck Omega in there as that last second guard. But Omega didn't get the memo. He just thinks he got locked away in a storage closet and is being ignored. So the entire thing is a big misunderstanding. (laughs) <laughs> and I really, really want to see that scene where where Eggman explains, no, you idiot. I put you there on purpose because you were the only one I could trust to do this job. The entire reason you've been tearing my army apart is because you're too stupid to realize that. Mm-hmm. And Omega <laughs> goes, oh, well, you have insulted me. Resume carnage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And we are going to take one last super chat before jumping back over to the standard questions for a bit. And that's one from Scurvy Pirate Hog. We take the entire Sonic movie too, but we replace movie knuckles with boom knuckles. How different is the movie now? (laughs) In terms of action beats, probably not all that different. Yeah. (laughs) But... All the charmingly stupid bits that 
Knuckles has are just dialed up to 11 and then there's extra. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> does, he, does he question why he's going after Sonic? It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I'm here now. Hi. <laughs> like he just shows up on the mushroom planet and he's like, hi, I'm lost. Can you help? And Carrie Eggman's like, oh, we can help each other. <laughs> and Boom's like, oh, okay, this doesn't seem ominous or threatening at all. Mm-hmm. Thank you, stranger, who looks exactly like my mortal nemesis. <laughs> Why do you do that Jim Carrey impression so well? <laughs> I mean, he puts Sonic through the wall at the house, and he's like, Sorry, I don't really know why I'm fighting another version of my best friend, but when in Rome, beat up the Romans. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the same, but it's just Knuckles is a lot dumber. <laughs> and even then, still not very different. <laughs> and when they get to that big poignant scene on the beach, instead of talking about you know losing families and finding friendship and you know the actual moral core of the movie sounds mm-hmm. like so do you understand now that that Eggman's the bad guy yeah I, I caught up now so you want to go beat him up just like that just like that yeah okay let's go sure would be nice if we had a plane right about now and here comes the tornado <laughs> here comes tails <laughs> saving the day yet again like he always does <laughs> oh hey tails I thought they wrote you out of this story <laughs> yes we'd need boom knuckles to sit there and just break the fourth wall the whole time yeah i'm I'm down I, i'm so in, i'm very into this i'm very into just replacing knuckles with boom knuckles for all time no no no, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm, I need my, I'm kidding i need I'm, my classic coke knuckles i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> but, i mean still would be kind of funny oh yeah <laughs> Boom Knuckles is allowed to be, he is the cherished thing that he is he because is. he's in contrast to standard Knuckles. Yes. And I think that's what some people don't get. Some people are like offended by him and I kind of get that. But at the same time, it's like, he's, he's a different take, you know, he's, he's very, he's a, he's a beautiful cinnamon roll. Nobody, nobody attack him, please. He doesn't deserve it. All right, <laughs> jump back over to the standard questions from, here's one from Bro. Why is Eggman stupid, and instead of each time bringing only a new thread, he doesn't bring many? Uh, imagine him using the power of the stars, infinite time eater, and the master emerald at the same time. Well, he'd have to acquire them all, and just going after one is going to get the attention of the heroes. Mm-hmm. It also requires him to control them all, which he has had mixed results with. Time Eater being the only one, <laughs> the only successful one, really. I guess the Master Emerald. He had a he had a good he had a pretty decent handle on the Master Emerald for a little bit. And Infinite never actually betrayed him. Infinite was loyal. I guess that's true. Yeah. Whatevered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just I don't know, man. Sometimes a guy just gets over his head. Oh well. Here's one from Alec J. Hey, Ian, after watching Kenobi, it kind of got me wondering, who in your opinion would win in a fight between Kenobi and Blaze the Cat, since Kenobi can parry fire with the Force? Hmm. I haven't seen Kenobi yet. Mm -mm, Me neither. Um, I've heard mixed things, but I don't know. What little I've seen of Ewan McGregor in the role is like, ah, you look like someone who could turn into Alec Guinness in 20 years. (laughs) Uh, 
that that thousand yard stare, man. It's yeah. like I've seen some things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then said hello there. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might be a fairly even fight. Depends on what level of Jedi we're going at. Like, are we talking movies Jedi? Or are we talking Gendy Tarkovsky Clone Wars Jedi? Because that's just a little a little different. Mm-hmm. But not only does Blaze have the firepower, keep in mind she's Sonic fast, and that's really fast. But then again, Force users can you know, alter their perception of the flow of time, which is how they're able to deflect blaster bolts, or at least that's how I remember one incarnation mm-hmm. of the explanation being. That's how he's. Or that's how Force Anakin is able to handle a pod racer too. Mm-hmm. His perception of speed and time. Or, you know, it helps guide you so that you're able to react without being fully conscious of it. So, I don't know, I'd say it'd be a fairly even fight. Yeah, I, I think it would be an, an interesting fight. But I mean, eventually they probably have to reconcile the differences and be like, okay, fine, we, we, we're on the same side. Oh, sure, sure. Because sure. probably that's what it would be. <laughs> Here's the real question, though. If Blaze can control fire, can she control the plasma in the lightsaber? Ooh. Hmm. Now you're getting too science. You're getting too sciencey mm-hmm. for these science fantasy franchises, Ian. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. All right, here's one from Asta K. Is Super Archie Sonic below the power of an emerald? Because he's far inferior to Chaos Knuckles, who is said to be a living Chaos Emerald. It's not Chaos Knuckles. It's Green Knuckles. Thank you very much. <laughs> apparently <laughs> i i mean chaos knuckles did do some reality warping and supersonic didn't but that could also be a matter of supersonic not being stupid enough to try to warp space time so i i don't know it, it there was a degree of inconsistency in terms of how the mystical powers were written across the board at that time mm-hmm and here's one from Pizza Imperial. In the Sonic Origin cutscenes, we, stu- we see two Fox bullies. Can we get a spinoff comic of this duo? I think we need that representation so that bullies <laughs> who read Sonic can relate to something. <laughs> well, we have Rough and Tumble. I mean, yeah, but they're classic characters. Rough and Tumble don't exist in classic Sonic. Maybe these guys could be Rough and Tumble of the classic universe then. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but then again, we already have the hooligans too. Although, really, only Knack is kind of a bully there, or Fang, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Fang. I think it is officially Fang now, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and yeah, Fang Fang is a different type of bully, right? Compared to Rough and Tumble. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a bit uh, he he he's a bit smarter, a little. Oh, by far. <laughs> I mean, at least a little smarter. But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not smarter. it's not difficult to be smarter than rough and tumble to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's what makes him great. Here's a question from Laba. What if Goku and Vegeta train Sonic and Shadow and learn them skills? <laughs> well, are we going to assume that hedgehogs have the same exponential trainability that Saiyans do because then we're getting kind of ridiculous. Well, you know what? Why not? I mean, they already can 
alter space time with a chaos world in hand. What kind of biology is that? <laughs> you know, sure, Goku and Vegeta are planet busters at this point, but how is that any different from someone who can use a single magical MacGuffin to stop time? Yeah, you know, but sure, I could I could see that working, and uh, it would definitely have to be Goku and Sonic and Vegeta and Shadow because I don't think a cross mixture would be tolerated by anybody. Mm. All right. And we're going to get in this question here from Syed C and then switch back to super chats for a little bit. Actually, we're, we're at an hour and a half Ian. How are you feeling? Yep. I, we're doing good. We got to get through those super chats for sure. Yes, we do. All right. Well then let's go ahead and uh, not waste any time. Get into the standard question here from Syed C. How would Sonic and the Wisp versus Eclipse and the Dark Arms play out? Hmm. I'd imagine fairly evenly paced because Eclipse is more directly tied to the Dark Arms and they were specifically designed for him. So they should be, in principle, a more potent upgrade. But Sonic being Sonic has a wider array of Wisps to call upon and he's got the protagonist plot armor. So... It would not be an easy fight, to be sure, but I can I can see Sonic coming out on top in the end. Hmm. All right, and let's jump over into Super Chats, starting off with one from Dove. Thank you. Is SBO Arisha Kage? I'm, I'm not sure if that's pronounced, <laughs> but did he train with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow? What if he was slash did G.I. Joe SBO now with Ninja Kick action? <laughs> <laughs> So you'd say this to him, and he'd just roll his eyes, and that's not what real ninjutsu is all about. And then you find the custom G.I. Joe SBO figure that he has in his personal space that does indeed have the kung fu action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he plays dumb. He doesn't know how it got there. What are you doing in his room anyway? Get out! <laughs> I like how SBO's voice is just kind of Shadow's voice, but more like, I, I don't know. He's like, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's SBO's, but the, they they're, have they're the same kind of like hushed stoicism, but SBO yeah. is more businesslike and Shadow's trying to, at least more recently, trying to be a little more menacing, question mark? He's trying to be edgy. Yeah. <laughs> is he is he succeeding? Yes, question, question mark. <laughs> <sighs> and here's a super chat from James. Thank you. Could Knuckles just be exaggerating about it? Could Knuckles just be exaggerating about his famous treasure hunter moniker? How can he already be famous while living alone? Wondering if Mobians on and off the island talked about him pre-Sonic 3. Oh, all the little animals on the island know how great he is. <laughs> of course he's famous. What do you mean there's the rest of the planet? Well, once this... they hear about him, they'll they'll know he's famous too. That's right. <laughs> Never heard of Knuckles, the famous treasure hunter? Well, now you have. <laughs> and you know he's famous. Here's a question from Testing. Thank you for your super chat. Are you the Sonic equivalent of Dave Filoni? No. No. <laughs> Why not? That that would suggest a degree of authority and executive command that I do not have. <laughs> I mean, you guys do look similar. You wore a hat once. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> it was Dave 
fired Tom and shot Maria to frame me. Yeah, ah, that's ah, probably what it was. Now you figured it out. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Jokes we... on you both. We're, we're actually just two clones of each other. We're part of the next wave of clone troopers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Clone Ian's. <laughs> it's time. All right, here's a, a super chat from Excel Hedge. Thank you. Which of IDW comics licensed or originals would you like to have a crossover with IDW Sonic with? Maybe a crossover series like IDW Infestation? Maybe uh, Sonic and Ninja Turtles. I feel like it has to happen at some point. I mean, it's right there. (laughs) Why not? It's happened before Uh, in a very tiny cameo in the background of the (laughs) very old Archie Sonic book. Come on. There's president I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that to just kind of happen because I assumed it would. Maybe I need to give that a push. Yeah, you you Maybe might to, you might have to, to plant some bells. You might have to plant the seed on that one. Yeah, yeah. You might have to. You might have yeah. to go like hmm, turtles, 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 turtles. <laughs> and we have another super chat from JJ Slider. If Solaris made time meaningless, why is it crucial? Why is it crucial Solaris was in all eras? Time Eater fully erased time, but the encyclopedia says characters traveled through the end of time. Didn't the Sonics restore space time in the levels? Yes. It's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey nonsense, is what it is. <laughs> uh, you can't really be too concrete when there, when reality itself is not concrete. <laughs> It's really hard to put defined parameters on something when the idea of parameters doesn't exist. When you try to say what time is it, how much time do we have left, and the answer is there's no such thing as time, how do you contextualize that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Here's one from OzJamH. To Ian and Kyle, what do you think about side characters that people think should be the main character instead? Examples being Mir- Mirio from... Uh, MHA or Rock Lee from Naruto. Do you think they would be better for the stories being told? I don't know who those are. My My Hero Academia, I'm assuming for MHA. It's Mirio. M-I-R-I-O. Mirio. Hold on. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. Togata. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no. Like, Togata... Him, Lemillion, like his and no, okay. Well, back up, okay. <laughs> so, I don't want to spoil anything from My Hero Academia, and I especially don't want to spoil Togata's arc because, oh my god, I'm gonna get misty eyed just not talking about it. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Ugh. Anyway, the entire point of Togata is for him to be a representative of something for Midoriya to compare himself against. It's Midoriya's story. If you took Midoriya out and you focused on Togata, then that misses the point of the story. Togata is well-trained and he is capable and he is gifted. And he was pretty clearly a shoe in for all Might's successor. Mm-hmm. And that makes him the stark contrast for Midoriya to weigh himself against because Midoriya was none of that. And he 
Togata is everything that he is trying to build towards. Togata exists as the mile marker for Midoriya's character. If you were to rem- if you were to drop that, then you've lost the plot of the story, or at least the central plot line. So no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. <laughs> I mean that, and I mean I'm not, that's not saying that Togata couldn't carry a narrative by himself. He absolutely could, and you know, seeing where he is after the events of Ares big moment would be interesting. I, I also haven't read the manga, so I don't know where things are after a certain point in the anime. So, so those few of you have, who have read the manga, you may be kind of going, oh, he doesn't know, which I don't, and you better not spoil me, because I kind of want to take it in small doses. But wind it back to the core of the question, side characters taking on the roles of the lead characters. It really depends on what kind of story you're telling. If you are telling a story of generational succession, then there needs to be that progression built into it. Like um, Gurren Lagann, I guess, is an example of that because Simone isn't really he is the lead character, but Kamina is kind of the star of the show up until a certain point, I say, without spoiling as much as I can. And Simone is, you know, looking up to him and trying to, he is inspired to go on to succeed him from there. That's built into the story. Although I guess you could argue that it is Simone's journey entirely and Kamina is the side character, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, But the idea of a very popular side character should have been the main character to begin with. I would caution the line of thinking because you need to look at what that side character does in the narrative. What is their role? What is their function in relation to the protagonist? What role do they serve to the protagonist? If the protagonist is boring, if they're not going anywhere, if they're milk toast and they really are less interesting, then yeah, maybe that side character should have been the focus to begin with and you'd get a more dynamic protagonist. But if the protagonist is there structurally to be something for the protagonist to compare against, to strive for, to contrast or complement with, then it's not really that the side character should take over. It's that you're missing the forest for the trees and the function of these characters in the narrative itself. Hmm. Alrighty. That concludes my lecture for today. (laughs) Tests will be on the 24th. Okie dokie. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got 13 more super chat questions, so uh, we really need to power through. Them, I think. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yep. 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 We're going to be, we're going to be cutting them off. This is last call for super chats. We're going to be cutting them off here. So if you guys got any burning questions you want to throw money at, uh, feel free to do so. But uh, we need, we do need to eventually leave today. So, we will get to as many questions as we can um, in future episodes this month, so uh, look forward to that. And we have a question here from uh, one or for from Jams. Sorry, lost my place. Uh, would you all be able to do a live stream of Sonic Frontiers when it comes out? Would love to see Ian react to his own story and Kyle's thoughts on the soundtrack. 
if Kyle wants to do that um Bumblecast gaming, more power to you, buddy. I'm going I'm that's my plan is I I'd like to. I think it's better that I abstain purely because if I have anything that could be considered a negative reaction at any point, that is going to be cropped. That's going to be proliferated and it's going to be Ian Flynn tears down own creation. And it's going to be a PR freaking nightmare. So I'm going to enjoy it in the privacy of my own home, but because of my position within the fandom and the production, the product itself, I think I need to keep it at arm's distance because I've learned my lesson. I know what the internet will do mm-hmm. with perceptions and perceived perceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be preferable that if you did have anything to say about it, you were able to actually, you know, write it out and maybe have some time to think about it at first, you know, rather than just being caught off on the spot and then having that clipped out and, used out of context and nah yeah we get that enough as it is with the normal bumble cast beyond (laughs) and and that's and that's not even considering the things that people just flat out make up make up with no with no uh (laughs) with no no citations just make up freaking entire uh transcriptions of what we made what we said quote unquote that we never actually said on the show and no one thinks to check and just assumes that it is that that transcription is accurate yeah no 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 no, no. stop that by the way please i know i'm like (laughs) i know i'm trying to appeal to a brick wall who doesn't care but you know maybe maybe all right 120 mast has a question so I'm sure you're aware of the unused dialogue for colors saying hyper go on energy is stronger than the chaos emeralds. Is that still the case or no? Uh, I would say no. Oh, I, I'm going to prescribe to what is stated in the final published game as Canon. Um, yeah. I'd love to mine the minutia and the cut content, but in terms of what is, I, I got to go by what's actually published and, go from there yep all right and we got a super chat here from frost the white lion hello ian and kyle hope you're doing awesome yes we are thank you uh my question is or well i mean i can speak for myself how are you doing ian (laughs) i'm good i'm having fun okay good (laughs) we are having fun lecture just got me jazzed we're having fun dang it (laughs) we're going to have fun my question is, how would Sonic and friends, including the IDW cast, react to Fleetway Sonic and their counterparts and their version of Mobius? A degree of intrigue, excitement. Um, Confusion. I'm, like, I'm willing <laughs> Like, it's different, but I don't think it's, like, too wildly different. I mean, I imagine Tangle is giddy at the thought of just going to Blaze's dimension, never mind an entire other Sonic dimension. And I imagine they'd get along with uh, Parker Lewis and the gang just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fleetway Sonic might be a little abrasive to everybody else, but I seem to remember he mellowed a bit towards the end of the run, so maybe he would get along with them. It's hard to say. I'm not super up to date on Sonic the comic. Um, from my understanding, he's kind of... A lot of his jerkiness is kind of taken out of context, so... 
with the full context, mm. it it ends up seeming less abrasive. So, and I get that. Here's a super chat from Damien B. Thank you. Hey, Ian, did you have an internal it's X amount of time between games while scripting the Origins story mode? No. Um, I, I, I wish I could go into it more, but there, there was... I was not the only one involved in that decision-making process, and there was a lot of discussion about how to portray the passage of time between events. There was also, I also saw a question about like where the game, do the Game Gear games fit in, or are they just not considered anymore my or anything like that? Grain of salt, but my understanding is Game Gear stuff happens after Origins. Yeah. Okay. Well, weird, but okay. Do not take that as the gospel truth right now, because I don't know. But that's my present understanding. That's strange, but all right. Well, you know, there was no continuity back then. It was just pump games out. So. I, I mean, there, there's arguably there's questionable continuity as it is right now. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how is it really any different? <laughs> uh, all right. We are closing Super Chats. No more questions for tonight, guys. Thank you very much for your uh, for your beautiful lovely questions and your um very generous donations and uh all that good stuff so we are going to blast through the last of these super chat questions we got here and then call it a night here we go with one from hero of light 13 in the same vein as trying to get knuckles permanently off the island how would you like to see silver and blaze be more regularly involved with the main cast setting as more regular faces silver ice would see is the easiest option he just decides that since the past is always coming into peril, he's just going to stay there. <laughs> it's like, why bother? Like, I keep having to come back and clean up your messes. Fine. I'm here. I'm just going to stay. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You can't send me back. <laughs> Blaze would be much more involved because she has an entire planet. You know, she's got an empire. You can't just transplant her with knuckles. At least it's just a rock. Well, two rocks, one that floats and one that makes it float. Mm -hmm. If anything were to happen to them, it would be heartbreaking, but it's a loss of terrain and a MacGuffin. Blaze has an empire of who knows how many people. So that's a lot more responsibility. I personally would love to see just one big dramatic bombastic event story where the planets merge everything just gets transplanted onto earth and we're done yeah blazes around everyone's safe the MacGuffins don't have to travel between dimensions nothing is lost everything's gained (laughs) she's off in her own kingdom but she's still there yeah yes you know where is blaze oh she's busy doing imperial princess things oh blaze is here now well she's got some time off or here's the adventure that includes her she's not here again well guess what she's back doing her job it's perfectly simple yes why haven't we seen the soul empire lately because we've been over here it still exists maybe we'll go back there one day it's oh god i want that so bad i would love that uh Excel Hedge has a question. If Sega brought back Boom, how would you introduce the rest of the game cast as Boom characters? Oh boy, okay, that's a lot. 
I don't think they all need to be brought over. Um, honestly, it would be either more interesting to expand the boom cast or to cherry pick some of like the higher priority characters for like, if there's a really good idea, mm-hmm. then I'd say you give them a boom counterpart. If there isn't something, don't do it just for the sake of bringing them over, you know, mm. like vector was a great example. Cause you know, he's a, you know, the detective in the modern version and then he is a tv detective and boom right same core idea but very different applications and as much as it would be great to see the chaotix involved in boom the episode show they aren't really needed for boom vector's character so could the chaotic could espion charmy stand on their own in boom incarnations maybe would they be needed debatable mm-hmm. so I don't know. It'd be maybe kind of fun if the crew leaves Hedgehog Island and goes to the Soul Islands and meet Boom Blaze as a dignitary and teach her how to have fun. That might be a story arc. That might be something fun to see. But I don't necessarily think we need the Deadly Six Boom versions. (laughs) Do we really? Probably not. Really? Probably not. About uh, Big the Cat Boom version of big the cat would just be exactly the same no change yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the joke. Let's bring him over yep exactly <laughs> he's just identical the babylon rogues might work pretty well as boom incarnation oh i could just see like a, that a rival team yeah yeah i could see that and leave would be like dialed up to 11 because yeah <laughs> that's what boom is all about i mean there's a whole slap 16 mm, slap stick scene between knuckles and storm where they're about to get in each other's faces and they accidentally beat an egg pawn to death and they're like oops sorry my bad oh wait no let me put that back on and that's almost a boom scene in and of itself mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they, they could probably make the transition yeah and the rogues need a little more love anyway <laughs> boom rouge could be fun mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. get like just completely oblivious knuckles and she's just <laughs> she's dialed up way 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 up so she's like flirty with him but he is just completely like he's just does not does not notice at all <laughs> that could be very funny Knuckles, you're robbing the jewelry store no 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 no. she explained everything she just happened to drop all these incredibly expensive jewels perfectly into all these display cases i'm just <laughs> getting them back for her uh-huh <laughs> He's so nice. He's a nice guy like that, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it would go. <sighs> She's like, Knuckles, don't trip the lasers. And he's looking at it and goes, I don't think they can. They're wall-mounted. <laughs> yeah, she'd probably get tired of him pretty quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at no, the guys, same time. don't understand. I'm pivotal to her plan. It's called Operation Meat Shield. <laughs> but at the same time, she's he's also useful to her plans. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's willing to put up with it, but... <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we, we still have a lot more to go, so let's keep on rolling. Sonic Mania 2099 is back with a Super Chat question. Going back to last month on Big, he was Amy's powerhouse. He was the muscle for the Freedom Fighters. And didn't you write him fighting Zombots? I, I guess. I, I don't know exactly um, what this is referring to, but you, yeah, you did all the, these. Uh, 
yeah, in the special, in the script, he was just running away. John Gray gave him a little more action and had him tie them to a uh, tree, I think is how it went. Oh. With his fishing line, to specify. (laughs) It's not the tree that fell on John's car, is it? (laughs) 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 All right. And here's a question from Windy Pants. (laughs) That's my pants on a regular day. Uh, we know you want to bring back the Freedom Fighters, but I can't imagine them being the exact same characters as they were in Archie. So if you could, how would you introduce them into IDW? Oh, that will be entirely up to Sega. Um, like, more than... I mean, they may not even be modern characters. They may, they probably would be classic, since that is their only game incarnations. Uh, I imagine we would take some cues from Sad AM, but any Archie elements would most likely be purged. Um, so we, I, I would have to have the parameters from them set up before I could really spin off of it. It would definitely be a collaborative effort. Yeah, it's, uh, it's up in the air at this point. Maybe they'll come back. Here's hoping. And we got another one here from Sonic Mania 2099. <laughs> All right. Uh, just curious, do you think Sega can give us a Frontiers and Prime trailer that doesn't last 30 seconds? That is up to Sega's marketing team and whoever's telling them how to do stuff. Uh, that is beyond me. Mm. All righty. And here's one from Omega Watt. Can other Mobians absorb the Wisp Hyper Go on power like Sonic can, or can only Sonic do this? I don't know. Like I, I'm inclined to say anybody can because it's they turn into energy and they infuse into the biomass. That should be universal. But Sonic does seem to be exceptionally adaptive. Like not everyone can do chaos control. Not everyone can boost. Not everyone can homing attack or spin jump or whatnot. So it might just be something Sonic's special at. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's one from JJ Slider. Where do all Sonic characters keep excess rings? In their back pockets. <laughs> uh, they're stored in their cankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get... See, I can't just leave it a joke answer. I have to get into the nitty gritty. I mean, there was that one time they were drawn with rings going up and down their arms... But that was one yeah. time in like '90s Archie. So, mm. I mean, in the games, they kind of disappear with a sparkle effect, so one can assume that they dematerialize into an energy state and, like the wisps, infuse into the biomass. <laughs> but don't take that as the canon answer. Same place. Amy stores her hammer. There we go. That's yeah, a, that's one go. from the chat. Thank you, chat. <laughs> they eat them. Yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> Makes makes as much sense as anything else. <laughs> Metamode has a question. Ian Sama, please read Black Clover. I implore you to do so. Not watch, read, unless you really want to watch it. I will add it to the list of things to do. I don't know what it is, but, you know, <laughs> add it to the list. All right, and here's one from Newt the Gamer. Hey, guys, do you think Eggman ever met Gerald when he was younger? I'd imagine the events of SA2 altering his opinion of his grandfather. I don't 
No, because he says that he always looked up to his grandfather, but we don't know how old Eggman is. The colony disaster was 50 years ago. So if Eggman had any, wow, I said that funny. If Eggman had any personal interactions with Gerald, that would mean that he's over 50 years old. And I don't think he is. (laughs) I don't think so. Maybe he is. I don't know. He seems old. I mean, Gerald's legacy in terms of public opinion, I'm assuming is that he was a mad scientist that Gunn had to put down. I can't imagine Gunn would let a positive story circulate about the Ark incident. And Eggman is a messed up individual, so I just imagine he grew up to stories of his grandfather being a mad scientist on a rogue space station going, yeah, I want to be like granddad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Maybe the movie will explore some of that since it seems to be going in a slightly different direction, but similar. Yeah, maybe. All right, here's one from Testing. Are cut zones allowed? Wood Zone made it into Reboot, so could it make it into IDW? Would it still be part of West Side Island if so? Maybe. I mean, if we were going to bring back Wood Zone, it ought to be on West Side Island. But I don't know if we can use cut content like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be interesting. Bring back, uh, Don't bring back Genocide City, though. That would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, we'll leave that one on the cutting room floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's one from Nekuzita. In the old Archie 25 years later, how the heck did Tails and Mina end up together? That always felt so random. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was... <laughs> I mean, you wrote it. I can't remember now. I can't remember if this was a joke or Wait, a bit of... okay, you didn't write this one, right? At 25 years no, later. No, no, no. Okay, but... Yeah, that was that was a plot point I inherited. Right, okay. Uh, and I can't remember if this was a joke or where this came from, but I remember some bit of rationale going around that they both uh, idolized Sonic and that gave them common ground and things spun out from there, which is like... Eh. I don't know about that. Of course, my understanding, too, is that that wasn't in the original script, that that was just kind of added after the fact. So I I don't know. It was it was weird. It's not what I would have gone with, but I wasn't about to just, you know, drop it just because I didn't like it. So we ran with it. I believe this trope is called pair of the spares. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> Uh oh well, I'm I'm seeing here uh, Jennifer in the chat is has a has a has a something uh, something to say. She says fell in love because they both idolized Sonic. That, that sounds healthy. healthy. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's not. There's no healthy relationships in old Archie Sonic. There's no healthy relationships in there. That's that's what that's part of what the whole book was powered on was unhealthy relationships for decades. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, 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 it's, no, it's bad, it's bad, and we have two more Super Chats, both of them from Sonic Mania 2099, <laughs> if you guys wanted to, how would you, how would you handle YouTuber guests, like Mega Beatman, or Some Call Me Johnny? 
I imagine to be the same as any of their, uh, <clears throat> it'd be the same as any of our other guest episodes. Sure. Um, they, they'd come on the show. We'd talk for about an hour and publish it. Cool. I they're, mean, they're more, they're more video oriented. So it'd be very, it'd obviously be different since we're audio only, but I mean, they can talk. <laughs> I don't know. Can <laughs> they? <laughs> Maybe we should go ask gaming apologist if he can talk. <laughs> Can you talk? <laughs> I mean, I've watched some of his videos, and he talks quite a bit, so yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, why not? I'm, uh, I don't know. And we got our last one here from Sonic Mania 2099. That's a long way into the future, by the way. Do you guys think the Archie characters will return? Kind of pity Rush Comics when they wasted $10,000 trying to revive Scourge. Oh, that yeah that thing um i don't think it was ten thousand dollars from what i understand also that was uh, i don't think so that was a uh that was supposed to be for the whole uh kitten caboodle not just one character so uh anyway i don't foresee them coming back no um i i part of me holds out hope that maybe post reboot since they are less complicated but i'm pretty sure they're done like freedom fighters are a special case because they were created for a sega product and the ownership as far as i am aware is much more clean cut and they do have some game representation but anything that was created by freelancers probably isn't ever going to see the light of day again at least not in modern continuity mm-hmm all right, um, I'm being told we may have missed one for okay. Super it's Chat. Oh, we did. Up, right oh, Jennifer's getting it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I guess we did miss one of those. Got it. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Thank you for uh, catching us on that one. All right, so we got one more Super Chat. <laughs> this one is from Moto HDDK. Is it possible for a Bell redemption arc? She's been taking big fat L's for a while now. She has a lot of potential to be super awesome. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be a redemption arc. <laughs> redemption arc is more like for a villain to go good. Yeah. But Bell does need a solid W. She's been <laughs> through the ringer a bit. I mean, so. this is what the, <laughs> this is just what you do to the whole cast, man. You like ah. you like well you and Evan both are like putting everybody through the ringer. <laughs> like like I, I feel bad for like Whisper. I feel terrible for her. She's been through so much. Bill's got no strings to hold her down. It's just the rest of her life doing it. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. She's not I tease, She's but, not bouncy. Uh, she's made of wood. Anyway, I, I Without spoiling too much, look forward to Sonic number 50, I think. Alrighty, alrighty. I mean, I even feel bad for, I feel kind of bad for Surge and Kit. I mean, they didn't ask for this. (laughs) Uh, I do not feel bad for Starline. (laughs) No, absolutely not. No. But uh, I want to say stuff on Surge and Kit, but it kind of ties very directly to 50 and beyond. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't mention anything yet. (laughs) But I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, keep that, uh, 
keep that to yourself for now. <sighs> anyway, we are at the end. This is it. We're done. So thank you, everybody, so much for uh, your questions, for your support. Um, for those of you who asked questions and we didn't get to them today, we will be hopefully getting to as many of them as we can throughout uh, the rest of the month. And then uh, we'll go from there. So I know you guys have a lot of questions. Like We have... 104 total in just the standard queue and we just went through like 50 super chats so yeah (laughs) this is uh, like we have done like 80 questions today i think total so uh yes well again thank you everyone for listening thank you for your support thank you for your questions If you're listening to this on the Monday rebroadcast, we will see you Wednesday for a special edition of the Bumblecast. And then we'll resume our regularly scheduled grind through the questions Mm -hmm. the week after that. Kyle, you got anything to uh, add here at the end? Um, Not really, I guess. If you guys want to go check out my other show, Nitro Game Injection, that's a show I do every Friday. I stream it live on both YouTube and the... uh, uh, live audio stream that's always going over at uh, kngi.org that's kngi.org and uh it shows all about uh, video game music remixes arrangements covers sometimes some original soundtrack stuff basically just celebrating the community of video game uh remix musicians all the lovely folks around the uh, internet on like overclocked remix youtube uh dwelling of duels and stuff like that so if you want to go check that out uh, head on over there and if you like what i do and if you're here i'm kind of hoping you do i don't know about that uh, well, <laughs> you, never know. you never know uh you can check out my personal my personal patreon over patreon.com backslash ian flynn writing that's where i upload as regularly as possible various other writing things not sonic things but other st- other types of writing stuff and any denomination gets you access to everything for as long as you're there. So I, it's mostly an exercise for me to stop crafting and overthinking things and just putting something on a page and putting it out there. Yep. And Oh, it's a difficult process. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it's not finished yet. Put it out there. <laughs> so check that out if you're so inclined. Uh, big thank you to Jennifer R. and Professor Rye again for helping us manage all this. Because we we couldn't do it without you. We could, but it would not be nearly as smooth. It would not be nearly as fun. <laughs> yes. So huge thank you to the both of you. Very much. Yes. Uh, I think I saw Universe in the chat saying that he's going to he's going to start tackling the timestamps. You absolutely legend. Thank you so much. And, yep. and uh, uh, I guess that's it. A uh, pre-show JR Unbound was also in here, so doing the old the, they're doing the old uh, episode timestamp. So, yeah, big thank you to all these amazing folks who were volunteering their time and helping us out and uh, just letting us put on a great show for you. So, thank you, thank you, greatly appreciate it. Yes. So that's going to wrap us up for this edition of the Bumblecast. Thank you so much for joining us. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other, and we will see you next time on another Bumblecast. See you then. Bye.